Now, it is the, what, the 10th consecutive day of disruption to Newcastle Coalport and its supply rail network. Why are they doing it? What point are they trying to make? I, I want to find out. I'm going to speak to somebody from Blockade Australia in just a moment or two. Now, of course, Barnaby Joyce, who you just heard from a moment or two ago, he absolutely uh, says that these people need to have the law book thrown at them. So much so that even in New South Wales, the police minister, David Elliott, says that, well, police will come down hard, possibly jail terms of 20 plus years and massive fines. Ginny uh, joins us from Blockade Australia. Good morning, Ginny. How are you? Yeah, all right, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Nice to talk to you. I'm just looking at the live feed here. Uh, The girls are abseiling as you and I speak, Ziana and Hannah. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're abseiling from... Just tell me what's happening there at the moment. So they're abseiling down a stack of reclaimer inside um, one of the terminals on Kuragang Island, Newcastle Coalport. Mm -hmm. So they've effectively shut down the port. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, two of them abseiling down a stack of reclaimer. Yeah, shut down the world's biggest coal port for the, oh, I think it's the 10th day in a row that the port's been shut down by Blockade Australia and um, the third or fourth time in 24 hours as well. All right. Why uh, are you girls? And uh, when I say girls, because um, I'm seeing, and I know we had yesterday uh, somebody speak to, to John Laws, my uh, colleague here on 2SM, and that was uh, a gentleman, um, but... The girls are amongst it today. I'm just looking at, again, the video. Uh, mm-hmm. Ziana and Hannah and, and you, Ginny, are you there at the moment at the port? I'm not at the port, no. No, um, okay. But you're looking at the, the same feed that I am, the I live am, yeah. feed. All right, yeah. just tell me why. Why uh, is Blockade Australia doing this, some call it, uh, you know, Domestic terrorism, I think that's an overreach. But why are you blockading the coal terminal? Um, because I think it's the only way of effectively uh, getting in the way of Australia's, uh, you know, trajectory of destruction. Australia's facilitating the global climate and, climate and ecological collapse. And it's been doing that since it started. And there's no way of avoiding our way out of this mess. And the only way to, you know, actually um, do anything about it is to materially disrupt the operations that are driving the end of the world and, block, you know, shutting down the world's biggest coal port. Everyone knows that coal is bad and that coal is something that is, um, you know, Australia is the biggest exporter of thermal coal um, and the Newcastle coal port is a central pillar of the Australian economy and by shutting it down, it's actually doing politics in a way that forces Australia to pay attention and to respond instead of just picking a piece of paper in a ballot box where, you know, it doesn't really change anything and Australia can keep doing whatever it wants. So I think it's, you know... We're at this point in history where we need to be taking this global threat of extinction uh, mm. really seriously, and I think that this is quite a reasonable uh, approach to take. All right, the you, you say the institutions and corporations of Australia are designed to work together to exploit natural and human resources. Climate collapse will be the last result of this system. You are getting in the way of Australia, stopping the machine that has set our homes on fire and drained our rivers that promises mass starvation and water wars. I mean, is it is it that serious if we come to this juncture, Ginny? Yeah, I think we have. I think that, you know, since this exploitation system started over 250 years ago, it's been doing exactly what you just said. It's been digging up the earth, 
shuffling across stolen land and exporting it overseas. Um, it's been, you know, viewing everything, every every part of nature um, on this continent as a resource to extract from and make profit from. And that's just the way that the system was designed, you know. Like when the colonising empire came here uh, in 1788, it was set up um, as a resource extraction site. And that's all that Australia and the Australian system knows how to do. And I think that when we talk about the institutions that kind of like govern power or that, are, you know, run this show, yeah. it's things like big business and extractive industry and media monopolies like the Murdoch monopoly that don't report on climate change and parliament that is set up to be a distraction from, you know, what's really going on. And, um, yeah, I just think that there's no way of forcing the changes needed within the system because right. the system is what caused the problem. Let me just play. Uh, I'm going to go live here with you guys. Um, Ziana and Hannah uh, are right now abseiling from the coal handling machinery. And as a result, the again, the port is shut down. I think I'm looking at Ziana at the moment. Down below her, it looks like police rescue have arrived and, and they are, are going to obviously try and get these girls down. Let's just go live to this feed. Maybe some bacteria will be okay. Is at risk of total extinction, not even at risk, is projected to be totally extinct. But we maintain ourselves on that trajectory because the social systems that we're living under are set up to keep the voices of a few very strong and powerful and the voices of most people um, totally uh, uh, under, under, under the thumb. Under All right. So can you tell me, Jenny, who's, who's that that's speaking at the moment? Do you know? I think it sounds like Hannah. Okay, so that's Hannah, and and Ginny is uh, sorry, Ziana is there as well. She's not speaking, but she is, ab- she's abseiled. She's climbed herself above all of this coal, uh, and there's mm-hmm. gee, there's a whole stack of it. Um, how did uh, the girls get there in the first place? I mean, are you not are we not concerned about the danger, perhaps, to their safety and their welfare, or are they oh, I- experienced abseilers? I can't really comment on on that, on how they got there. Or, okay. You know, but yeah, there is definitely risks associated with taking nonviolent direct action, and I think that's part of the point of it is putting our bodies in the way of a machine of destruction. You know, like heaps of, heaps of the people that have taken action over the past few weeks are really young people. They've spent, they're spending their formative years mm. throwing their bodies in the way of a exploitation system that's designed to basically kill everything that gets in the way of making profit. So, yeah, there's heaps of risks associated with taking this kind of action, and I think it's, um, you know, really reflective of how urgent and desperate the situation is that so many young people are giving up their lives to do this work because... Well, I hope, I hope, that, I hope you don't up. mean that literally because I'd hate to see either of these these young ladies fall because that's very dangerous no. what they're doing, and, uh, and obviously they're doing it to make a point, uh, and I think the point is being made because of the media saturation. Uh, are you not worried about uh, what the New South Wales Police Minister, David Elliott, has said in relation to this, that uh, these girls uh, who are again disrupting the port this morning may face jail time and large fines? Yeah, I'd just like to say I don't think it's about making a point. I think it's about doing politics in a way that forces Australia to respond instead of doing politics in a way that, you know, can be ignored. And, um, yeah, I don't think it's about media attention. I think it's about getting in the way of Australia's destruction. I think that the response from the police minister is reflective of how effective this action is. Um, Because, yeah, when you, you know, find a way of actually materially disrupting 
the functioning of the Australian economy, the legal repression and the police repression and state repression is going to increase because they don't want you to do that. And I think it is scary to know that what we're doing um, is working. Um, And I think it's a natural byproduct of effective nonviolent direct action. Yep. All right. Uh, well, look, I uh, I always support uh, a right to protest. I'm not. I'm just going to reserve judgment uh, on what you girls are doing. I look. I I'm concerned about their welfare and their safety. Uh, and and police, as you and I are talking now, police are moving in. I think. Yeah, up they come. Um, they are going to move in and, and remove these these young ladies from the abseiling equipment. I think it might take a little time though. Uh, can, they're pretty well ensconced up the top there of uh, this loading machine. Mm. Oh, good. Longer time for the port <laughs> to be shut down. <laughs> yeah, well, look, it's direct action. It's the way that I look at and I, I'm happy to accommodate your thoughts on this because, look, I know you're going to cop criticism. I'll probably cop criticism as well for, for airing uh, this broadcast. But I think it's important uh, that a program like mine gives everybody a voice and without, uh, you know, condescending uh, uh, comments coming back your way. I just wanted to understand this morning why you guys at Blockade Australia are going to the level that you're going to uh, to disrupt the port. So just uh, just tell me again, Ginny, why do we need to take this uh, blockade, if you like, seriously, Doug? Yeah, it's just because Australia is facilitating the destruction of all life on this continent and it won't listen unless we materially disrupt the things that are important to it. So Newcastle Coalport, central pillar of the Australian economy, shutting it down forces Australia to pay attention to um, what we're doing. It's real engagement in the political arena that can't be ignored. All right. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. All the best with with your endeavours.